the adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. When the planet Krypton, home of a race of supermen, exploded into dust, the sole survivor was an infant boy who had been shot to earth in a sealed rocket. Today, that boy grown to manhood is known as Superman, sworn enemy of the forces of evil. To aid him in his never-ending fight for truth and justice, he masquerades as Clark Kent, crime reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper. His secret is carefully guarded. No one is aware that Kent is Superman. No one but you. Join with us now on ABC as we embark on one of Superman's transcribed adventures as the Man of Steel finds himself pitted against an unseen enemy in The Mystery of the Walking Dead. Feeble yellow light burns endlessly outside one of the death house cells of state prison. Beyond the black steel door with its tiny barred opening, hemmed in by blank walls of ash-gray concrete, a man is seated on an iron cuff. He is thin and gaunt, with great dark eyes and hollow sunken cheeks. He is an East Indian, and his name is Krishna. Soon they will come to shave his head and slit the leg of his prison trousers. And soon after that, they will lead him from his cell, and he will walk the last mile into everlasting darkness. But now he sits quietly. The yellow light passing through the barred opening in the cell door lays an eerie pattern across his lean, swarthy face. Suddenly his jaw tightens, and he rises from the cot and moves to the steel door, his long, sensitive fingers curling about the bars like snakes. He waits patiently while the hollow footfalls of the guard patrolling the corridor draw closer and closer. When they reach the cell, he speaks. I have a request to make. What is it? You will please to inform the warden it is my desire to speak with him. Be along pretty soon now. I cannot wait for soon. It is my desire to speak with him at once. Do you question the wish of a condemned man? Easy, easy. You will please to inform him. Almost hypnotized by the huge dark eyes glaring at him through the bars, the prison guard turns and retraces his steps along the corridor. Meanwhile, in the editorial offices of the Metropolis Daily Planet, now almost deserted with the last edition off the presses, Lois Lane, the paper's star girl reporter, is anxiously pacing the floor while Clark Kent pleads with her to relax. You'll end up with a nervous breakdown if you're not careful, Lois. Look, why don't you go home and what take a nice... What time is it? 9.30. You're crazy. Your watch must have stopped. Why, it was 9 o'clock... I'm sorry, Clark. Sorry for what? Screaming at you. You're right. I will have a nervous breakdown if I'm not careful. It isn't worth it, Rose. I know, but they're going to kill a man up there tonight. He's going to die. Lots of men will be dying tonight all over the world. But I'm not responsible for them. You're not responsible for Krishna either. I dug up the story. I had him arrested. I testified against him in court. I sent him to the chair. All of which was no more than he deserved. Now, don't waste any sympathy I'm on a guy I'm not wasting like... sympathy, Clark. You don't understand. If they chained him to a wall and kept him in a dungeon for the rest of his natural life, I wouldn't give it another thought, really. But whatever he's done, he's still a human being. A creature of flesh and blood, and they're going to kill him. What you're trying to say is I'm that... not trying to say anything. 
I just want it to be over and done with. I sat in that courtroom for three weeks watching him get tangled in his own web, looking at him and wondering what was going through his mind, asking myself why a cultured, intelligent, religious man... Oh, now, wait a minute. Yes, he was religious in his own way. A way that gave him a license to prey on the superstitious fears of helpless women, I suppose. To steal from them, to, to pauperize them, to murder them. Oh, of course not. Krishna but... used his kind of phony black magic religion as a means to an end. He used it as a smokescreen. How can you possibly call him religious when you know he has human blood on his hands? And furthermore... I'll take it. Hello? Uh, Miss Lewis Lane, please. Who's calling? Uh, Warden Reed at State Prison. Oh, hello, Warden. This is Clark Kent. Oh, hello, Kent. How are you? Is it Warden Reed? Yes, fine, thanks. And you? We're getting along. Good. What does he want? I don't know yet. I'll tell you what I called, Kent. Uh-huh. Miss Lane there? Well, she's standing right beside me. Well, then you can pass it on. Okay, go ahead. Uh, as you know, Krishna goes to the chair tonight. The Court of Appeals refused him a new trial this morning, and the governor turned him down on a stay early this evening. Yes, I know. Well, just a few minutes ago, he sent for me. He said he had a final request to make. Oh? I told him we'd grant it if it were humanly possible. He said we had to grant it because it was the only way he would clear his conscience. What was the request? He says he wants to see Miss Lane before he dies. What? What is it, Clark? Hold it a minute, Warden. Okay. What's happened, Clark? Is anything wrong? Now take it easy. Well, tell me. Just don't stand there. Krishna wants to see you before he goes to the chair. Why? Oh, some nonsense about clearing his conscience. Your answer, of course, is no. Hello, Warden. No, no Clark, Clark. Wait, oh, oh, Clark. Just a minute, Warden. All right. Now, Lois, don't go off the deep the end. The man is going to die, Clark. He well, only has a few hours left. What difference does it make? Have you ever been in a prison death house? Have you ever seen a condemned man's face? My feelings don't matter. Let me have the phone. Now, don't please, do it, Lois. Please, Clark, please. Lois, I... Oh. Hello, Warden. Yes? This is Lois Lane. Oh, yes, Miss Lane. I'll be at the prison in... in 20 minutes. You understand, Miss Lane, you're under no obligation to this man, and consenting to accede to his request is purely voluntary on your part. Yes, I understand. Oh, I think it's ridiculous to expose Clark, her to... now, we had all this out on the way up. This is as far as you go, Kent. I won't allow Miss Lane in the death house alone. She won't be alone. There'll be two guards and myself. Why can't I accompany Stop her? Stop it, Clark, please. It's regulations, Kent. Oh. We'll be back in a few minutes. Uh, close up, Regan. Sorry if Mr. Kent seemed insistent. Not at all. Frankly, I agree with him. This can't be a very pleasant experience for you. Well, this is the cell, Miss Lane. Miller, you and Harkin stand out here. I'll go in. Yes, sir. Open up. Krishna, Miss Lane is here to see you. Thank you. Thank you kindly. Yes, step in, Miss Lane. You have three minutes. May I speak with the young lady alone? No, you may not. Very well. Pleased to be seated, Miss Lane. If you don't mind, I'd rather stand. As you wish. I requested to speak with you, Miss Lane, because I do not desire that you forever carry within your heart the knowledge that you bore false witness against me. That isn't true. I testified when I... Please, there is little time and I have much to say. I bear you no malice for what you have done to me. The body is but the dwelling place of the soul. You have spoken against only this feeble thing of blood and nerve and sinew. That they will destroy. That they will singe and burn until the flesh is no more. Please. But neither you nor they can reach beyond the pale of death. Please, oh. I, Krishna, will return in spirit, in voice, yes, even in substance. I will rise like a phoenix, 
from my lifeless corpse like a new messiah, and you will hear my voice. You will look upon my countenance, and then you Stop will know... It. That's enough, Krishna. I have more to say. Step outside, Miss Lane. Do you deny the final wish of a condemned man? You had your wish. Lock up, Miller. There is no escape. So it is spoken in the Kabbalah, and it shall come to pass that he will rise from the grave, and he shall be the walking dead, and there shall be no escape from him, even unto eternity. I don't like to second guess, Lois, but if you'd only listened to me, you could have avoided that horrible experience. Please, Clark, let's not talk about it. I, I, I've had all I can take for the night. Do you mind if I turn on the radio? No, of course not. You're not going back to the office, you know. I'm taking you right to your apartment. No, I've got to. I've got to do a story. And it shall come to pass that he will rise from the grave. Clark. And he shall be the walking dead. Clark. And there shall be no escape from him. His voice. What? Even unto him. That's what he screamed at me. What are you talking about? Krishna's voice. Didn't you hear it? Lois, what's gotten into you? That's a radio program. Turn it off. Turn it off. Now, listen to me, Lois. Clark. Take me home. Please. Take me home! Are you sure you're going to be all right, Lois? Yes. What time? Uh, 11.15. Oh. Then it's all over. Huh? You went to the chair at 11. Oh, Lois, you've got to stop thinking about that. I know, I will. Good night, Clark. I'm sorry. I, I've been behaving so stupid. Oh, forget it. I'll see you in the office. Okay. Good night. Good night. Oh. Hope I never have to go through anything like that again as long as I live. Those eyes. Those huge, dark eyes. Burning holes in me. And that horrible scream. Who can that be at this hour of the night? Hello. And it shall come to pass that he will rise and he shall be the walking dead. Lois! Open the door! Lois! Lois! But Clark, I swear to you, when I lifted the phone, his voice came over the wire and it said the same thing. The same thing he screamed at me from the cell. The same thing I heard on the radio. Now, Lois, I don't have to tell you about the power of fear. You know what it can do to people. I, I, I'm not afraid of anything. You refuse to believe that. Yes, you are. But You're afraid of the unknown. Well, you is... exposed yourself to that half-demented fanatic, and he threatened you with mystic mumbo-jumbo, and now you're hearing things. Clark, look, I, I'm not crazy. I, I'm terribly upset, but I'm not crazy. The phone rang, and when I lifted the receiver... I know, I know, I know. Now, you listen to me. I'm going to call the prison. If the warden tells you that Krishna went to the chair at 11 o'clock, that he's dead, will you stop all this nonsense? You don't have to call. It isn't necessary. Well, I think it is. Number, please. Uh, operator, this is an emergency call to Warden Reed at the state prison in Malvern. What is your number? Hanover 62392. And your name? Clark Kent. One moment, please. Thank you. Lois, I'm going to let you talk to him so there won't be any question about it. 
This thing could make nervous wrecks of both of us. Yes. Believe me, when I was standing out in the hall waiting for the elevator and I heard you scream, I thought you were being murdered. How did you get in? Huh? Oh, I, I forced the door open. But how, how could you, Clark? That door has a double lock. Yeah, I know, but uh, when you're desperate, you do a lot of things you ordinarily couldn't do. I, I guess I just sort of made believe I was Superman. And... Oh, thank you. Hello? Uh, yes, Kent? Warden, I'm calling from Miss Lane's apartment. I'm going to put her on the phone, and I want you to tell her that Krishna's execution went off as scheduled. I'm sorry, Kent, but it didn't. What? He cheated the chair. I don't understand. Clark, what happened? Wait a minute. What, what? Hello? Hello? Y- yes, Warden, I'm here. I thought we were disconnected. No, no, I'm, I'm still on. You say he wasn't executed? Uh, no, we found him dead in his cell at 10 minutes to 11. Heart attack. I see. Uh, I'm just as well satisfied. You know how I feel about execution. Oh, yes, 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 I know. Well, that's that. Thanks, Warden. That's quite all right. Goodbye. Goodbye. Okay, he's dead. Just said he wasn't executed. I heard you say he that. He died in his cell from a heart attack. Clark, I knew something like this was going to happen. What? I just had a feeling it would. Something like he what? He isn't dead. I know he isn't. You know what you're he, he saying. He isn't now, dead, Now, wait Clark. a minute. You're calling Warden Reed a liar, and you're calling me a liar. You don't understand. Lois. They think he's dead. Lo- they just think that. Lois, look at me. Look at me, I said. What's happened to you? Are you losing your mind? Clark, please. Try to understand me. Nothing to understand except that you, a sane, logical, intelligent person in the 20th century, are allowing yourself to be influenced by primitive witchcraft, by, by black magic. Now, wait a minute. Just let me tell you something. What? I spent a lot of time in Krishna's so-called Temple of Truth getting the story. I know you did. And I saw an awful lot of things that couldn't be explained. This man has a kind of power. Well, sure, that's what I'm trying to tell you, the power of suggestion. Clark, that isn't Look, what I Look, wait mean. a minute now, wait. If people kept telling you that you looked bad, that, that you were sick, if they kept harping on it over and over again, do you know what would happen? I... You'd get sick, Lois. You might even die. Well, good heavens, there are people who talk themselves into imaginary illnesses, let alone having anyone else do it. That isn't what I mean. You know what catalepsis is? Sure, a state of trance. Yes, well, I saw Krishna put people into cataleptic trances. Their bodies stiffened as though they were dead and rigor mortis had set in. Well? I saw that with my own eyes, Clark, and if he can do that for others, why can't he do it for himself? Oh, now, Lois, it's one thing to work black magic in, in a half-darkened voodoo temple. I tell you, it's quite I... another thing to do it in a prison cell with a prison doctor standing by. Now, you take my word for it. Krishna is dead. Dead and gone. Don't answer that, Clark. Why not? Please, please don't answer it. Lois. Clark, don't Lois, answer let it. let go of my arm. Now, don't be stupid. Call it stupid. Call it anything you want, but please Hello. don't answer it. And it shall come to pass that he will rise from the grave and he shall be. We'll return in just a moment to the adventures of Superman and the mystery of the walking dead. But first, a word from your ABC announcer. I'd like to talk to you now about America's Community Chest, which is currently campaigning for funds to continue its fine work. Its goal is $185 million, and all of it will be spent for the maintenance and administration of red feather services to the community. These services are vital to the health and welfare of millions of our citizens. Typical of these services are aid to the handicapped and homes for the aged, hospitals, maternity homes, neighborhood houses, visiting nurses, and children's aid. And then the community chest helps support such fine organizations as the Boy and Girl Scouts, Salvation Army, the USO, Traveler's Aid, and the YM and the YWCAs. 
The community chest is a thoroughgoing American idea that wins a warm response from all of us. We can be sure that our nation is sound at the core when citizens unite wholeheartedly and of their own free will build a good community spirit in their own hometowns. Give freely this year to your local community chest. And now back to the adventures of Superman and the mystery of the walking dead. Obsessed with the thought that Christian, an East Indian mystic, is not dead, despite the prison warden's report that he died in his cell of a heart attack 15 minutes before his scheduled execution, Lois Lane, whose newspaper expose of the mystic's Temple of Truth helped convict him, spent a tortured, sleepless night. It is now the following morning. Clark Kent is in the warden's office at the state prison. And you say the doctor's certain beyond the question of a doubt that when he examined Krishna, he was dead? Here's the report, Kent. Coronary occlusion. Uh-huh. Was an autopsy done on the body? No, we're not equipped for that up here. No. Unclaimed bodies are sometimes turned over to medical schools or hospitals, but generally speaking, most of them are claimed by relatives or friends for burial. What happened to Krishna's body? I believe it was claimed last night. Oh. It should be one of these reports... Ah, yeah, here it is. Claimed by Midtown Mortuary Service on behalf of a brother, Ali Yatanga Naba. That was last night? Yes. Body was found around 1046, stretched out on the cot in the cell. Did you see it? Yes, of course. When the guard notified me, I went to the cell with the doctor. And you saw Krishna's body? Yes. Why are you making a point of that, Ken? Well, I'll tell you why. Miss Lane and I left here last night at 1015. At about 10.25, she turned on the car radio. Yes? The voice she heard, she says, was Krishna's. And the words he spoke were the same words he screamed at her from his cell. <laughs> That's impossible, Kent. At 10.25, he was in his cell, either dead or alive. That's what puzzles me. She heard his voice again over the phone at 11.15, and I heard it ten minutes later. You what? But that could be explained. How? Since when do dead men talk over the telephone? Well, assuming he wasn't dead, that he was in a, a cataleptic trance. Oh, no. If his body was claimed before 11.15 and he was brought out of the trance, he could have made those phone calls. Kent, the man died of a heart attack. Dr. Bronson has been the staff physician here for 15 years, and I assure you that when he pronounced Krishna dead, he was dead. I'm sorry he's not on duty now, so he could tell it to you himself. Oh, no, but... don't misunderstand me, Warden. I'm not questioning it for a moment. It's just that, well, there doesn't seem to be any other explanation. Unless you believe in the supernatural. If I were you, I'd forget about it. Well, it's too late for that. Miss Lane is in a state of collapse, and frankly, I'm getting worried. No, I've got to track this down, find an explanation for it. Mm-hmm. I'll stop off at the Midtown Mortuary before I go back to Miss Lane's apartment. They'll tell you he was dead. Well, if they do, Fine. Then, if the dead can come to life, I want to know about that, too. You're not holding anything back, are you, Clark? Now, why should I hold anything back? Well, I told you what the warden said, and I told you what I learned at the mortuary. They received the body at 11.30, it was embalmed this morning, and it's now lying in state at the Temple of Truth. Yes, but then... How did we hear his voice last night? You can't say it was my imagination because you heard it, too. I don't know, but we've established one thing at any rate. He's not alive. He's dead. Was he alive when I heard him on the radio? You couldn't have heard him. I did. He was in his cell, Lois. Now, that was definitely your imagination. What you heard was the end of a mystery program. Was it? Here. This is yesterday's paper talk. Well? There were no mystery programs on between 10 and 10.30 last night. I went even further than that. 
I checked all the programs on at that time. They were music and uh, uh, a comedy show and quiz shows and news. There was nothing else. And you still think he's alive. Don't ask me what I think. I'm telling you what I know, what I heard, what you heard. Okay, then there's only one thing to do. What? Krishna's body is lying in state at the Temple of Truth. You and I are going over there to see it. could afford five lawyers at his trial. This place must have cost a fortune to build. Clark, I, I'm afraid to go in there. All the attendants know me. Oh, drop the veil over your face. Let's see what it looks like. Oh, no one could possibly recognize you, Lois. Sure, it's all right. Sure, don't worry now. Come on. dark in here. No one would recognize you even without the black veil. I hope you're right. Your membership cards, please. Huh? I, I beg your pardon? We are admitting only members of the temple today. Oh, well, uh, uh, we're members, but we've forgotten our cards. We've come a long way to pay our respects to Krishna. May I have your names? Our names? If you please. Oh, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Oh! What did you do? Knocked him out. Oh, no. Where can I dump him? I, I don't know. Think, think. I can't stand here holding him in my arms. Wait a minute. Uh, uh, there's a cold room behind that pillow. Okay, I'll be right back. All right. He stowed away. Yes. But look, what'll happen when he comes to He'll be out long enough for us to look around. Now, the casket's up front. Let's join the line passing it. Yes. Why? They can't do anything to us. I don't know. Where do all these people come from? Evidently, they're planning to carry on without Krishna. Looks that way. I wonder how the police feel about that. And the DA's office. Look, that woman looking into the casket. She owns half of downtown Metropolis. She testified for Krishna at the trial. It's amazing how people can be deluded. seat, Clark Kent hurries up the aisle of the darkened temple, unnoticed by the audience who stare transfixed at the seeming miracle taking place before their eyes. 
Ducking into an alcove, he quickly removes his horn-rimmed glasses and strips off the dark business suit that serves as his disguise, revealing himself in the familiar blue costume and red cape of Superman. Stepping out of the alcove, his eyes sweep the huge auditorium. Suddenly he stiffens. Lois is missing from the seat where he left her. On the raised platform behind the casket, the figure of Krishna stands erect now, bathed in a cold blue light, hands extended to the congregation. But Lois is nowhere to be seen. The organ begins its deep, throbbing notes again, wailing like a lost soul. Superman starts for the aisle. As he does, two men close in on him out of the shadowed darkness. Where do you think you're going? That's my business, but I know where you're going to sleep. Turning to the aisle again, Superman is just in time to see a blinding flash of light envelop the figure of Krishna. Smoke billows up from the casket at its feet. When it clears, the figure is gone. Meanwhile, with a gun in her back, Lois is being forced down a narrow corridor behind the temple platform. As she reaches the end of the corridor, a door opens, and a voice says, Come in, Miss Lane. Come in, I said. Oh, no! You did not expect to see me again in life, did you, Miss Lane? You, you better not try anything. I didn't come here alone. Your friend is no longer in a position to help you. Please. In fact, I might say you are beyond all human help. Oh, no. Your life is now in my hands, and I have sworn by all the gods of Vishnu to make you suffer for what you did to me. Stay away from me. Yes. Stay away from Cringe. me. Cringe. Cringe against the wall. What would you give now to have the floor open and swallow you? What? Nothing. I'm not afraid of you. You you don't dare to touch me. The police know that I came here today. <laughs> that, Miss Lane, is a feeble threat. You are aware I cannot be destroyed. You know I am invincible. Uh, but you can be destroyed. Oh. And you are going to be destroyed. Oh, no, no, you're joking. I will choke the breath of life from your body. Can you feel the blood pounding in your temples? Can you feel your lungs bursting? This is the moment before your death. The glorious, throbbing moment before death. You're getting weak now. You no longer struggle. Die, die, I say. I will avenge these. You avenge nothing. No, no, my friend. No guns and no knives. The party's over. Release me. I'll release you to the police. You all right, Lois? I think we'll just pin this snake up against the wall and let him talk. There. Put me down. Tell Miss Lane who you are. Tell her you're not Krishna. Tell her. I am. You're breaking it. I'll break every bone in your body unless you talk. Who are you? I am Krishna's brother. Is Krishna dead? Talk. Yes. Where's his body? Under the platform. The casket had a false bottom, didn't it? You dropped his body down and you rose up from it. Well? Yes. You were the one who made those phone calls to Miss Lane, weren't you? Yes. Anything else you want to know, Lois? No. That's enough. Okay, then we can go. Straight to police headquarters. <laughs> Superman happened to be at the temple. Well, now, that's an interesting question. I wish I could answer it for you. You mean you don't know? No, that's not quite true. Well, if you do know, why can't you tell me? That's an interesting question, too. Honestly, you're impossible. 
You know, incidentally, we never did find out about that radio broadcast. Oh, I forgot to tell you. The Temple of Truth was on the air that night over a small local station. No, how strange. It was just coincidence. You happened to tune in while Krishna's brother was mouthing that mumbo-jumbo. Yes, wasn't it? Matter of fact, I missed the boat. When the warden told me his brother claimed the body, I should have put two and two together. Because if I'd known it was a twin brother, it would have been easy. Well... It's all over now. Oh, incidentally, did I tell you the Superman called me, Lois? Did he? Mm-hmm. Twice. Oh, he's really wonderful. Thanks. Huh? I said thanks for Superman. <laughs> The Adventures of Superman come to you now each week at this same time over many of these ABC stations. Listen again next week when Superman solves a murder and a mystery in the case of the Courageous Cobbler. Superman is a copyrighted transcribed feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and brings you radio's most fabulous character in exciting stories of action, adventure, and mystery. So be sure to listen when you hear the familiar cry... Faster than a speeding bullet... More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. The role of Superman is played by Bud Collier. Lois Lane by Joan Alexander. Music is composed and played by John Garth. Be sure to listen next week to The Case of the Courageous Cobbler on The Adventures of... Superman! This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company.